welcome back to another exciting episode of Sex and Violence. I am your host, Ryan Snyder, and I'm here with my co-host... Gabriel Mara. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Well, for this week, we watched 1980s Cruising, and we're just going to dive right into this because we had a we had quite some thoughts on this. Yeah, um, this I'm going to open up with... Uh, this was my pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, sorry. Can, can, yeah, can I start with my first question, which is really... Why, Ryan? Uh, you know, I I was looking up uh, after the last time we recorded. My uh, eyebrows raised when you said it the first time, and I'm like, that's a very interesting yeah, that's choice. Yeah, a really weird choice. Uh, I was just like looking up, you know, some crazy movies trying to fill out my roster of things I wanted to get to, and this popped up. I was like, hmm, William Friedkin, I do love The Exorcist, mm-hmm. was originally given an X, and he had to cut out some 40 minutes of it. I was that's like, normally that's a good interesting. Sell for me. I didn't, yeah. So I thought going in, I was like, oh, cool, serial killer movie set in the, you know, the backdrop of 1980s gay New York. I thought it might be kind of a weird, interesting thing that might have just fell by the wayside. I mean, this wasn't really a movie I was aware of before we started getting this podcast stuff together, so... I think, weirdly, this movie was popular enough as a controversy piece, because I, um... So I used to work at the Virgin Megastore in New York... And I always saw copies of Cruising. I think it's become a more notorious movie more yeah. than it is a famous one. That it's like you know there are lots of movies that just fall behind the cracks like all the time, even starring major people. Like you mentioned, Family Business was it called last? Oh week? yeah, Family Business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never heard of that. Maybe, and there's yeah. there's three huge stars in it. But I think Cruising's always endured, maybe just as a big old gay movie. Yeah. So, again, like uh, so Ryan and I, we are straight men yeah so uh if we say anything really untoward uh i'm probably gonna edit it out anyway but if i miss anything sorry yeah we're just totally not this it's not our world no yeah which i have plenty of like gay friends who i should have like talked to more about this to be like hey yeah. you want to come over and watch cruising with me and you know I'll light some candles and, you know, uh-huh. something like that. I, I would much rather have, like, someone who's gay give me their opinion on this. Yeah, I don't, which is probably I, what we should I don't have even know if, this. like, the gay dudes would enjoy this movie. I, so, so here's my big question for you, Ryan, regarding this whole movie. Do we not like it because we're not gay? Slash, so in money, in every movie today, like in modern Hollywood, there's breasts and there's sex appeal all the time. If this movie was made... Um, using only sexy women about lesbians, and it was all sexy lesbians, would you have been more into it? No, not at all. No? It just, no. You just don't think it's good at all? I just don't think it's a good movie at all. Like I said, like... It's also not good, but then I think I would have yeah. I would have I been less inclined to look away for it's, a lot of it. It, it. There's a lot of it that's, you know, very in-your-face, like, dude on dude yeah, kind of stuff. A lot of butts. Yeah, a lot of that. That but, weird underwear choice. Yeah, it's... Was that a cool thing to do back then? Uh, the, the, the ass, open ass thing? I I guess? Question I mark? I, Gay I listeners, know. come at us. Yeah, yeah, tweet at us with whatever handle we eventually choose. <laughs> and yeah, once we get it up and running, I'd love to see something like that. Someone ripping us apart for these kind of things. But um, no, it's just you're, not... You're cupping your face in despair. I know, I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so sorry I chose this. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe why, like, why did you? Like, I, I, on paper, I, it sounds like yeah. a, like sounds like Zodiac or, yeah, like or I, Seven. I was going through. I'm like, I, I love The Exorcist. How bad can it be? And it's pretty bad. I mean, aside from all the other issues, it's a very slow moving movie. It's not. There's nothing that's really. 
fun or interesting about it, like like a Zodiac or a Seven that you know. Yeah, there's no method. Got, it's not yeah. like what what's his investigation method? You see something like like a Fincher thing, and it's it's still a detective story. Yeah, this isn't a detective story. Well, for a huge portion of it, no, I mean, it's he does some detecting near the end when he thinks he knows who the guy is. Yeah. And then it just turns out he's crazy. Yeah, it, it just turns out, like, the best way to find a serial killer is to smoke cigarettes with random strangers in the park at night. Yeah. That was pretty much how we found That's him. That's the like, whole movie. You know what? That guy looks like he could be the guy. I'm going to go sneak into his apartment, find some things that could be incriminating, and mm-hmm. then go walk around the park and ask him for a light. Yeah. That's... That, but this movie could have been done in ten minutes. Yeah, 100%. There, there was not enough intrigue. I didn't care about his buddy... I didn't care about... Well, James Jamar. Always good to see James Jamar. Always good to see James Jamar. Uh, so, um, quick, Ryan, before we go any further, do you quickly want to do a full summation of cruising for our listeners who don't full know what this movie is? Full summation of cruising. Um, so we can... If someone is listening to this without having seen it, we can spare them? Uh, yeah. Uh, dudes bang dudes. Uh, <laughs> one guy is killing other guys that do guys. And then Al Pacino. And uh, just a light sprinkling of Karen Allen in there. A smattering of just Karen Allen. Just a little Allen. bit. Who? This is one of the things I wanted to get to. Why even bother having her in the movie? But I think I, it would have been a better stylistic choice for this movie to have no women in it whatsoever. Actually, and again, yeah. I'm going to get fucking lit up for that kind no, of stuff, too. No, that's not like, necessary. I mean, it's a Glengarry Glen Ross. Sometimes a movie... I think if, if it's for story's sake and for a better story's sake, fine, have an all-dude cast. You don't need to be inclusive all the time for the sake of, the sake of story. But I think... The like the creepy and not cool thing they did in this movie. I think it's more homophobic for having Karen Allen in it because mm-hmm. that they, they make him like they very clearly quote unquote have him fuck the gay away. Yeah, and that's all she does in this movie. It's it's kind of insulting. It would have been much better if there was no Karen Allen. And yeah. it's always in question. Or if um his character was just gay, he yeah. was just a gay cop. That yeah. would have been a much better story. Yeah. Rather than ooh we have a straight cop maybe he's being turned gay. Yeah. Why? It's, yeah, it's. I I I got nothing there. <laughs> Just I I don't want to even see Karen Allen in this movie anymore because again, like we said, like totally superfluous character. Like all she does is get fucked, make breakfast, and ask Al Pacino why he's not been home lately. Yeah. Those are the three things she does in the entire movie, and she's got maybe six minutes of screen time. Yeah. Total. She has um. She has a Crystal Skull's worth of screen time. Yeah. 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 She, she does a complete vocal performance. That's the opposite of uh, of Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. where I'm pretty sure uh, the every scene with Pacino and Karen Allen was recorded like like with the microphones hovering right above their heads because every conversation is, what, what do you mean? I, I have a job to do. You can't do it. And she just says, oh, here she That's fairly it's, accurate. It's it's weird. It's, it's weird weird choices. This whole movie. Yeah. Why did he? Why did he make this movie, Ryan? Did you do any research? Like I did very little research. I, I didn't or what do, I did, I got really bored about already. Yeah, that's pretty much where I was at with it. I didn't do much research into it. I don't even know why he chose to make this movie. Um, I tried doing research, and then I just ended up doing more like trivia about The Exorcist. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is boring. I'm going to read about Pazuzu," mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I researched demons instead. Yeah. It made me feel better. Yeah, I actually had to split this up into, when I was watching this, split this movie up into like two viewings. Uh, I came home from work the other night and I spent the first 45 minutes of it, I watched it and I was like, yeah, boring, not into it. Yeah. Too many man, too much man ass. Uh, so I paused it and I put on Inglorious Bastards instead 
because it's a better sure. silent movie. Um, and then it picked it up and watched it the next morning and was still, yeah. yeah we and no, we, we ended up working together the next day, and the first thing I said to you was, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I watched this movie, like, a late night in bed on my iPad, and I'm just lying there, just with, like, iPad on my stomach watching this movie, and I'm just, oh, this is, it's so it's boring and unpleasant and graphic. It's just not. It's like it's not like a an Eli Roth thing because they want to do a semblance of a cop story, and I yeah. love cop stories. It's just so boring. And yeah, then, like I, for, I keep on wanting to like make excuses for it, like we did a Phantasm. Yeah, I can't. The I, only the only thing I can say is like it. This could work. I think it pro- would probably work better today. Than it you did think? in 1980. I, yeah, I guess so. I could see that. Or it would be handled with hopefully a degree of sensitivity. Yeah, I think it would be much more... The the reverence to the characters... I think people would take the characters more seriously and it would play out better in, like, a 2017 world. Yeah. Also, I, I think we have a nice mix of directors that would be able to tackle that and do something interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I've never seen a Mexicist all the way. I've seen some of Sorcerer. So I don't really know Friedkin's style. What's his hallmark? Yeah, I was is, trying is, to get a handle on that. Does this look like a Friedkin it. movie to you? That I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know what a Friedkin movie is. That's I'm trying to figure that out myself. Just because he seems to have he he likes to let the camera like linger longer than it should is one thing I'm kind of picking up. And if that's your signature shot, then oh cool. Uh-huh. But he just he it's comes more across a signature edit. He comes across more of a like a studio director. Which, nothing, nothing wrong with that, but there's not a lot of pizzazz. There's not a lot of flourishes. Uh, he's one of those old school directors who's known to like terrorize his cast and crew mm-hmm. to like get them in the right mood for whatever scene they're going on. I've read one thing online again. Exorcist trivia. <laughs> he slapped the priest right before a take. He's like, "Do you trust me?" And the guy who's playing the priest says, "Yes." So he slaps him and then just. Turns the camera right on him, so he's like visibly bereft. Like, sure. Yeah. So let's just talk about the Exorcist. Yeah, I like the Exorcist so much. It's one of my. It's probably top twenty. Uh huh. I I would hesitate to say top thirty. It's probably firmly within my top twenty. It's one of my favorite movies. I was talking about it uh, the other day to somebody, and discussing like growing up watching all the horror movies as we discussed. That was like the last one that I kind of like saved. Mm-hmm. So like growing up, I always heard like, "Don't watch The Exorcist." So uh-huh. it's a very hushed tone. So I remember stealing it from my grandfather's house when I was 12 to watch with one of my cousins. Awesome. And we did the cover. It's like the scariest movie you'll ever yeah. watch. And we were like, yes. <laughs> and we put it in and then we could not sleep. So like it terrorized me as a child. And now that I'm grown up, kind of, you know. Sure. I'm man child. Yeah. Uh, you have tattoos. Yeah, and a beard. tattoos. Yeah. I go to work. I, drive. I pay for my own car. Pay this, for my own apartment. This is your yeah, your, your yeah, apartment. This is my area. I don't have that. Yeah, it's all right. I sleep in my car, people, all the time. It's true. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Exorcist. It's something I enjoyed much more now. Um, I don't think the reasoning for my enjoyment of the Exorcist has really much to do with Friedkin. Hmm. Maybe it's just. Well, so what else of his has he done that you've seen? I think just these two. Like you, you would wanted to say uh, watch Sorcerer. Yeah, I think it'll be a great like redeeming pick yeah. after this movie. That like listeners, I I can't undersell how unpleasant and boring this movie is. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think it's a good movie. And even now and again, they do like a funny what the fuck kind of moment, like with the uh, 
the black guy in his underwear. Oh yeah, that was that was probably my favorite. That's the highlight of the movie. movie. Absolute yeah. highlight. Dude, there, listeners, again, big naked guy. Well, he's not naked. He's got he's the, wearing those, the, yeah. the jock strap. I guess is that. What, is that what it's called? I guess. Because like I so I used. He's got a cup in the front, and uh, you know. Uh-huh. Open access in the back. His ass. Oh yeah, and he's just wearing a cowboy hat, and he just comes into interrogations rooms and just he smacks slaps the, people the, with the his, red herring his in giant face. meat hook. Just yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, great. This movie really could have lost a whole forty-five minutes out of it. The yeah. idea that there was forty minutes of cut footage of just like blowjobs, I'm I'm pretty thrilled that that happened. Yeah. So we, we, you and I, we started watching Interior Leather Bar, the James Franco thing. We had to try and get a little bit more backstory on this. Yeah, I thought we'd get some insight into it, and we... Why don't you give him a rundown of uh, how much we watched and when we decided to stop watching of that? We watched about 10 to 15 minutes worth of the intro, and it's just a lot of like awkward discussion of how great James Franco is. Pretty much. And the importance of um, like the modern gay time, which is an important discussion to have, but not in the context of 40 minutes of blowjobs cut from cruising. Yeah. It's not important. I don't know. Ugh. That's not like... The... Although we fast-forwarded and we got straight to some blowers. Yeah. And we're like, I don't think we're going to get anything out of this movie because I'm fast-forwarding through another half hour. It's just a lot of people being like, oh my god, I hope I get to meet James Franco and Titus Bainis. Yeah, it's, can I make out with James Franco? Fast-forward, bro job. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, you that's, couldn't have timed it better. Yeah, that's where I was yeah, like, we were in the middle of a lineup. Yeah. We were like, wow, they definitely recreated the scene really well. The lighting looks good, the music, and blowy. Yeah, that's not that's not the footage that needs to be recreated. I don't think adding <laughs> adding another blowjob into this movie yeah. is really gonna save it. So, uh, why was this? Why, oh, like side question to Interior Leather Bar. I think the answer to my question is there isn't a reason. But why was cruising made? Who do you think this was for? Was it for the gay scene? Because a lot of gay people hated it, but a lot of gay people loved it. What? Who's? What's the tone of this movie? What were they trying to do? Were they trying to make an awesome procedural that with a lot of gay shit in it? I I think that was maybe the intention. I I think. I, I don't even have an answer, honestly. Like, it, maybe well, they were trying to be controversial on purpose. I mean, because that can, like, if there's a controversy during production that causes, like, a little bit more attention on it, then a lot of times that can work out. I mean, sometimes not, as in the case mm-hmm. of uh, Fantastic Four, the most recent one, where there was oh, so much yeah. controversy and everyone was you see like, it? No, I've heard it's a garbage fire. I saw it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not even mad. I'm just deeply, deeply sad. Yeah. It was not good. I've heard the first half is good, and then it just su- switches tone. Yeah, I think that you or see exactly third, the point maybe. where uh, the studio was like, yeah, no. And then Josh Tranks just sighed deeply. And threw a temper tantrum on Twitter. Yeah. Bad, bad form, Josh Trank. <sighs> but... He got, he lost the, did he drop out, or was he removed from the Star Wars movie? He was Because he, he was attached to one of the standalone Star Wars I movies, don't know. right? We, we, or something in that universe. We may never know. I'm I'm almost positive. Or we positive. can Google it. Or we can Google it. Or, or we can be just lazying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm down for laziness. That's T- my tweet day at on. us. I don't know. Yeah. Do something. I got. I, I don't know. Um. Right. Any. So we've been talking about cruising for a bit without even really getting into what makes cruising cruising. Uh. How did you feel about like the end? Did it work for you? Because the end just. So a uh, quick summation. Uh. Serial killer killing gay guys, usually after fucking him. And then uh, Al Pacino, who apparently has a resemblance to the guy's type, he goes undercover to all these clubs to try and suss out the killer. There's a red herring, he makes friends with another gay dude, blah, 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 blah. A lot of boring shit happens. 
and then he finds the killer. And then the ending, Ryan, which was? Uh, the Revenant. They catch the guy, and then they go... Pacino goes back to kill the guy who was nice to him, essentially, to set up James Ramar. Yeah, Cause, I think. Because what was that fight even about? Like, James Ramar thought that Al Pacino was like... It was a lover's quarrel. To come and, like, he was trying to come between them. Is that what the implication was? I, oh, I kind of no. caught that. I think oh, the fight between James Ramar and, uh, Pacino. and Pacino. Yeah. No, I think Pacino was just really mad that uh, that James Ramar is being an abusive boyfriend to his buddy Teddy. Okay. That was it. Yeah. He wasn't being abuse- abusive, so not a lot to that. But you know, this movie this movie is famous for its ending, which is that, and partly partly why the controversy is so high. It's so Pacino apprehends the murderer, and then like he goes back home. He's straight again. Hooray! And then it turns out that his um, neighbor, um, his buddy, Teddy, um, is brutally murdered. But this happens after the bad guy's apprehended. And then the boyfriend, played by James Ramar, is now later hunting for him. And Paul Servino, who is Pacino's superior, like realizes something. And then uh, it's Pacino shaving in the mirror. And you see Karen Allen putting on his leather gear. It's the same gear that the murderer was wearing across the whole movie. And he had the leather jacket, the aviators, and mm-hmm. the wonderful Nazi helmet. Love that. And then he looks into the mirror, the Revenant style, and the implication I th- is supposed to be that he's a killer now. I wouldn't even call this a famous ending. Mm-hmm. Just an ending. But that's dot, the only thing dot, I knew dot, about. Dot. It. I knew about, about it. butts and forty minutes cut out, and the ending. That's supposed to be super annoying. The idea that um, this movie that the gaze can turn you and you become a killer. Yeah, that's what happens. I guess. I guess I don't know. Oh, so I have a weird connection, well, not to this movie, but to that kind of scene. That uh, listeners, um, so I used to work in a sex shop in the West Village. So I actually spent a lot of time in the West Village of New York, hanging out in like gay clubs and such. That it was, it was just fun stuff. And maybe I was born in 1987, so I don't know the scene. I don't think this movie had any real accuracy to it. It just felt like a lot of annoying stuff happening. Yeah. But that, that was my was one of my big questions about this movie. I'd love to talk to someone who was actually around that scene. Is that it? Because there's even interviews. Some people are like, oh, no, that, that was just us. Me and all my gay buddies were extras. We love doing it. Yeah. And then other people who think that this movie is the most insulting thing in the history of the world. I could see how people would be insulted. But, but I, you're right. I would like to talk to someone who was in that scene around that time to see how accurate yeah. It is, or, again, this goes back to, like, me just wanting to have a conversation with, like, mm-hmm. a couple of gay friends and be like, you guys ever see Cruising? Don't. Uh, but if you have, I want to know. Talk to me, well, Goose. you know what? Um, let's, let's make that our challenge, our personal challenge for each other for next week. Let's find some gay friends and ask them about <laughs> ask Cruising. Ask a gay dude. We'll ask a gay dude All about right. Cruising. I'll play that game. Yeah. All right, so uh, my last one. If we were sure. to remake this today, okay. 2017, could you... Hmm. Who would you like cast in it? Like casting crew, give me like a director. Who'd you want in it? Would you tweak the script a little bit, make it a little bit tighter, more more about hunting down the serial killer? And would you give the naked cowboy a larger role? Hmm, that's a great point. I would watch a complete spinoff movie just starring that naked cowboy. Yeah, that'd be rad. He's like the cop from uh, what's his? It's like from Body from uh, Just to Kill. Yeah, whole, oh, whole movie about him. Can you imagine that? That'd be so good. That buddy cop movie. Yes. Oh my God, we should write this movie. Yeah, I agree. That'd be way better than Terrier Leather Bar Franco. Yeah, exactly. Come at us, dude. We'll do our own version of a uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but it's oh. all the gay scene in New York. 
and just pull out like random people oh. from police precincts and eighties movies and put yeah. them in like one super group. You're going up pick all the villains, have them be all an evil team, like a Michael Caine in Just to Kill, and you have Al Pacino who's now a bad guy. Yeah. See, we better movie already. Yeah. Freakin. Yeah. R.I.P. Right. We got this. No, no, it's no. Uh, no. Oh, the writer died. That's right. William Peter Blatty. Mm-hmm. Pour some out for one's homies. Like so, if I were to make it today. I would. I see. I love gender reversing things, and maybe just because I love lesbians. Okay. I would love to do like a uh, Kristen Stewart as the cop, because that lady, mm. you know, she's a great actress when she wants to be. She's gay as all hell, and then you have her infiltrate like the lesbian like leather scene. Is there one? There has to be one, like a latex kind of fetish scene. Sure, I think that'd be cool. Sure. And the director, I think I'd like to pick someone just keen eye workman, like maybe pick an unknown coming out of like I don't know Sundance or something. Okay. That uh, so like I like movies about sex. Did you ever see a uh, a choke? No, it's the one uh, by uh. By Clark Gregg, by um, Agent Coulson. Oh, wait, but isn't that based off the the book? Yeah, Bob Polanyak. Yeah, that's that's it. That's what yeah. I thought. I, I know of it. I've never seen it though. It's pretty good. It, it's not a great movie by any means. It has that same problem that uh, Fantastic Four, the new one, does. It's that they skip an entire ten pages of material from the script. That's that all Hollywood movies have a formula, and if you skip it, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, after the mentor dies, you're supposed to go on a small adventure before you take on the bad guy. Mm-hmm. They kind of skip that whole thing. Oh. Like, weirdly so. That's just, like, kind of obnoxiously noticeable. But they pick, like, small, like, a workmanlike director and just have Kristen Stewart as an undercover cop doing some cool lesbo stuff. Who's the serial killer? Who's the villain? See, I want to put Ruby Rose in this now because I love Ruby Rose. I was going to say Juno. Oh, that'd be... She's so adorable, though. Yeah. Hmm. Works on your reversal kind of thing. Yeah. Well, not gender reversal, yeah. but re- playing she, against type. Or if she's the cop, you have Kristen Stewart as the killer. Yeah, then she doesn't really... Then she can just mug like yeah. she likes to do. Just kind of yeah. look longingly at, mm-hmm. at things. Yeah. But if, if I had to keep it if guys, I don't know. who. Like I, I read that originally they wanted uh, Richard Gere to play... Um, Pacino's character. Yeah, I do recover you didn't I think that would have been a much better movie. It would have been a different movie. It would have been sleazier and sexier. It would have been more like, what, American Gigolo? It would have been about, like, sex. I think when you cast Pacino, it automatically has Dog Day Afternoon gravitas. Mm-hmm. And it's he was, like, the second Pacino walks in this movie and starts talking with that weird, foft, like, fake soft voice of his big, foofy hair, I'm yeah. like, you were wrong for this movie, dude. Yeah, he comes in looking all, like, childlike like mm-hmm. just a fresh recruit out of the academy and then like, like 10 BG's minutes later he's all of a sudden like sullen and angry and it's like goddamn chief why'd he pick me for this bullshit he doesn't know how to wear that wish necklace. i was just looking at meters and writing tickets this <laughs> sucks i should be having straight sex right now yeah. karen allen mm. yeah ridiculous but um, i think that uh, i would i would think that'd be a good way to do that movie get like uh what's his face uh dude who did hell or high water Oh, the director? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know his name. Uh, somewhere over there. No, no, somebody else has my yeah. copy. I was going to pull it off the shelf and <laughs> just look. Still Damn it. Tell Sheridan wrote it. I don't recall. Get, no, get, you get Denis Villeneuve to do it using sexy ladies. Ooh. Or Tom Ford. Tom Ford who did uh, Nocturnal Animals. He'd do a fucking killer job of this. All right. God, I, oh, I can't wait for you to see Nocturnal Animals. It's so fucking good. That should be out shortly. I Probably, saw, yeah. I saw Arrival comes out tomorrow. Oh, that's great news. So I'm going to watch that and cry. Oh, That's what I do. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Glad they got a little bit of a little traction Word. for the Academy. So what would you do for your recast? Um, 
I'm not quite sure. I'd probably keep it. Uh, I'd probably keep a male cast. I would do what I said before and get flack from feminists everywhere and keep it as an all male cast. Mm-hmm. Um, lead? I don't know. Yeah. Who's a young hot lead? Um, who could take on the the very heavy burden of staring quietly into a bar? You know what? Let's take Zac Efron. You know, I was thinking. Get Efron some of that too. lady crowd uh-huh. coming to watch this. I do love that guy. As the villain, though. He doesn't do much. I think the back, the more interesting backup role is Paul Servino. You know who would be a really awesome version of uh, the villain would be uh, what's his name, Kylo Ren. Oh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah. Oh, he'd be great. Adam Driver as that. That's what I was thinking like the entire time watching. I was like, man, Adam Driver would be great in this. Yeah, I love that dude. Be it your backup cop. I'd feel like you'd have to go with like an old standard. Mm-hmm. Like probably throw uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. It'd be done, fun. Done. Or. Uh, What's the guy? From? I'm always I'm always using character names, uh, but Stabler, Detective Stabler, in there as the. Uh, no, we're talking about Stabler, mm. Law and Order man. Mm. You ever watch Law and Order? Part of the actor more than I know the character name. I don't watch. I don't watch Law and Order. You know your favorite movie, uh, Man of Steel. Sure. Yeah, the uh, the guy who's in the the military guy, like at the end, like real close guy. He kills one of the, the Kryptonians in that ship, and it's going down. I don't remember. I can't believe you don't know Stabler. Yeah, no, I never. Um, so blind spots for me. Friends. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not a Friends guy. So. Yeah, I just don't get it. Remember in the golden days of like, like in the early 2000s, reruns were always either Friends or Simpsons. Simpsons every time. Oh hell yeah! I actually had a weird moment the other day. I uh, I dropped some reference and I I referenced uh, Chandler and I was referencing it towards like Raymond Chandler and somebody <laughs> picked it up and thought I was talking about Friends and I was like ah. Oh, Misguided youth. Yet again. Isn't that the worst thing to happen? Yeah, I was like, this is t- two totally tonally mm-hmm. different things, and mine's better. Yeah, it happened to me. If um, so, there's this really amazing Korean film called The Host. It's one of the best monster movies ever made. It's funny and terrifying at the same time. Mm-hmm. And some motherfucker stole my DVD of it, and then so I put on Facebook like years later, being like, Hey, who still has my copy of The Host? And then this poor, lovely Russian girl in France is like, oh my god, I love that book and that movie. Stephanie Meyer's my favorite person. Ooh. And my response was, oh, oh, sweetie, Delete. don't. We're not friends anymore. Yeah, Unfollow. Yeah, I can't be friends with you. That's awful. That's a pretty bad one. Yeah, that was a Damn. bad one. That was worlds apart. And I love Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, but to give Stephanie Meyer, like, two thumbs up. Yeah. That's, Oof, that's just... Condemnation. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to at least like it as a guilty pleasure. You can't just straight up be like, it's such good writing. Like, no, uh, it, that deserves a, a gentle tap on the head. So I feel like that's a series I should read just so I feel comfortable shitting on it. Because I've never read one. You saw the Twilight movies? I've seen all of them in theaters when I was... Awesome. Yeah, I had to take my wife to see all of them because the standard thing is I read the book so I want to go see the movies. Sure. So, whatever, I'll be a nice guy. I'll buy tickets to the opening night and stand there in line and just grind my teeth. So speaking of cruising, how did you like Twilight? Um, I really did not like it. It wasn't my <laughs> cup of tea. I, this is part of that like... Uh, this like is how much late, we just liked cruising, late, everyone. We're late, talking about Twilight. Yeah, we need to move on and shit on something else. Late aughts, like, vampire... Like, fetish, b- yeah, yeah. Where, where it's still like kind of around where like sure. vampires now are sexy. Yeah, I like I like the first like four seasons of True Blood. It, I've never watched True Blood, is it good? Oh, I've, like I've the first really few good. seasons are great, and then it goes 
way off the way off the shark. Goes off the charts. Yeah, See, no, I, no, like, jumps, it jumps the shark in a bad way. Okay, so yeah, it I'll, gets it gets unbearably bad. I'll try and check. Is it more like horror esque or is it it's more a like relationshipy? Porny horror soap opera. Mm. It's really enjoyable. That oh. season one and two, or I think up to three, they're actually really good. All right. And then you kind of give up. I might give it a chance. Yeah, I like vampires in the sense of like. From dusk till dawn. Sure. Oh, it's there's a lot of that. It's about the monster faces. It's a great relationship watch. That if your if your wife likes vampires and like sex and soap opera, I think I'm pretty sure she's watched like a majority of it. Oh, okay. Because I, I do recall her saying something about it, but as soon as my wife says vampires, I'm like, tune out. John Carpenter's vampires. How about them? Have you seen that movie? Not John Carpenter's, no. Oh, it's terrible. It's just like it's so sleazy and gross, it? but it's great. I like it's the sleaze. right kind of sleazy and gross. Okay. If Cruising had been more like John Carpenter's Vampires, Friedkin, it would have been a great movie. Yeah. Well, John Carpenter can really do no wrong in my eyes. I love yeah. Him. What about The Ward? What about it? Did you see it? No. I heard it's bad, like real bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Does he? Did he score it himself? If he scored it himself, then that's fine. That's... Yeah, I'll go for a score. I love his scores. Let's do Ghost of Mars next. You want to do Ghost of Mars? Yeah, have you seen Ghost of Mars? No. You want to pull... We haven't decided on the next one, Yeah, we so. really haven't. We have we took, what, like two weeks off here just uh-huh. from random things? So there was Circumstance, happenstance. Circumstances, and then we were going to do this earlier this week, and then Snowstorm blew in. Yeah. Which was... I was hoping for a snow day and nope. just nothing. We were just going to record across town. We had to go to work and yeah. make no money. Yeah, that was awful. At least Bad we got night. to talk about movies the whole time. This is true. Yeah, it was fun. Any last thoughts on Cruising Ride other than we hated it? Uh, fuck this movie. Don't see fuck it. this movie. And um, yeah, fuck this movie. Oh yeah. wow. That's about that's about. That's a measured take on. It. Yeah, that's uh, we were talking to numerous people about this this week, and that's pretty much all we said. Someone else was like, when we were at work, was like, "What's the name of that movie you guys watched?" And we're like, "Don't even nope, don't bother. <laughs> it's I'm fine. not even telling you the it's title. Fine. Just, don't don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. It's just really what it's." So unpleasant. It's, yeah, it's, and it's not. It's, it's not, not the gay stuff. It's just no, not at all. Grizzly. It's, it's not the subject matter. It's just how it how it was crafted and shot and yeah. everything. It's it's just not a good movie. If you're gonna show me a close up of someone's face as it gets stabbed multiple times in the back, do it in a way that makes me kind of like care or yeah. be invested, and not just be like, oh, ugh. yeah. And then you intercut it if like 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 heavy thrusting. Yeah. That was the third of maybe 40 times in this movie. I went, oh boy. Yeah. Ugh. I had a lot of those. I was just like, ah, no. What's you? Any, nothing? No. no I just I just kept on really enjoying, the, my primary enjoyment of this movie was imagining the idea of you and your wife watching this on your couch. Mm. Just like just imagining your wife's responses to this movie. I've tried I've tried a couple of times. Like, hey, i got to watch this movie for the show. You want to watch it with me? No. And this one, she was <laughs> like, well, what's it about? And I was like, uh, it's about this. And then the second follow-up question always is always, uh, what year was it made? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn it. Do I lie or tell the truth? I'll tell the truth. 1980. And Al Pacino is uh, hunting down gay guys. Yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bed. You go and do your little show. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, Richard Gere. Richard Gere. I don't even know if Richard Gere could have saved it, dude. Maybe, probably not. But I think it would have been a, a more interesting movie. I just don't like looking at this movie. And it's, it's. I swear it's not the gay stuff. No, no, I, I just can't. Yeah, no, not at all. It's. I, if, if, if it was, if it was lesbian move, stabbing each other, I still would have been like, no. Nah. You could have. You could have. There's no amount of titties that would make this. That okay, I lied. The titties <laughs> would have made it better. But, yeah, 
it's just <sighs> like what do you think is the overall like let's let's try to put this into words to wrap it up what do you think is the underlying problem with all the depiction of all the of all the gay people and the violence what do you think what's like this is a bad sex and violence movie it makes it... the sex ugly and it makes the violence not even entertaining or important I, I think it goes along with like 1980s like fear of AIDS where this movie kind of has the connotations where it's like if you're gay you're gonna die yeah which is kind of a fucked up well it is a fucked up like comparison it's fucked up world conclusion to draw from this movie mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where it's at it's like see the only people who die in this movie gay that's true that's all, that, that's all they have in common and everyone who dies is gay oh they're also all um, slight, slight in stature with, with handsome like poofy hair yeah, they all look like a little bit like Freddie Mercury crossed with uh, Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect example. That's pretty much what everyone looks like. I also, I did want to touch upon this. There's one surprise uh, member of the cast in this. The father from Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. Is the serial killer's roommate. That is very... Oh, that's Teddy who gets killed. No, no, no. That's not Teddy. Teddy doesn't get killed. Wait, it's the guy living next to... Uh, Isn't his name Ted? No, I don't think so. It's something else. Because Teddy's the guy that lives next door to Al Pacino. Oh. Okay. Okay. The serial killer, that dude he's oh, talking to. Oh, that's right. His roommate. Like, yeah, that his roommate. guy. Yeah. That guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's fun. Mr. Matthews? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then remember, remember they throw in that random fucking Sixth Sense like, kind of thing where the killer's talking to his dad and oh, he's yeah. not there? Yeah. What What were you thinking, Bill? Bill F? Yeah. It, no. No. You fucked up. Also, there was no payoff uh, for the other thing, too, when they had the... The cowboy. The one, well, that I wanted more of him, obviously. But there was a point when they have the uh, the one cross-dressing prostitute come up, and they were like, "One of my friends was." Oh, at there the, is a payoff to that. No, the the children's thing. Where they're saying that uh, he was in the booth when he was killing the dude. He was singing a children's rhyme, mm-hmm. children's nursery song. That's what the yeah the prostitute is saying. Like, yeah. oh, my friends heard. Them singing like a you know a, a little kid song. I didn't. There was no payoff to that. Yeah, there was. There was um, the yeah, kid the, song. Yeah, in the final showdown between. He was he, singing. He was singing. That's how he sussed them out. Oh. That's how they oh. like. That's that's how they both. Like, like, this Maybe movie, at that point, I was like, The climax of this movie is basically a western standoff, except instead of guns, it's dicks. Wow. Yeah, because like, like you know they're they're on the benches and he starts singing and that's when like the guy like, action actually pretty good filmmaking. It's just I didn't the catch killer that is kind of like he, like his eyes change when he's like, oh, he knows who I am. She was like, yeah, I know who you are. Let's Once again, proving that first. you're the uh, the film school kid and I'm just the guy. Oh, like, I was just yeah, I didn't me. pick that up at all. <laughs> I was on my phone drinking my beer. Yeah, pretty much. But you know that that totally paid off. And also the uh, the 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 hooker, the the, the cross dressing guy. Like, uh, the cop who's been harassing him that also has the payoff at the end where Paul Servino's like, you're that guy. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I completely missed it then. I got so you I was back. Like, I got yeah, you back, Ryan. Thanks, man. You're always here to pick up the little things for me. I'm always here me. to watch the gay shit for you. Yeah. So are we going to do Ghost to Mars next, or what's next? I don't know. I, I want to do should... something. I want to do a palate cleanser. I kind of want to do something that's fun and violent. Hmm. Honestly, I kind of wanted to do um, Long Kiss... I'm um, sorry, um, not Long Kiss Goodbye. Um, the other one, Last Boy Scout. Okay, yeah. It's the Last Boy Scout. That's, Last that's Boy a Scout? great Shane Black movie. All right. I love Shane Black. Yeah, fuck yeah. <gasps> Shane Black directing Cruising, the remake. I don't think that would be good. I think it, like he'd want to make it funny, and this movie is just not funny, and it, it would not a, benefit on, by little being humor. funny. 
Needs a little humor. It needs a little bit. I don't think it needs Shane Black. This movie isn't about witty people. It's just about unhappiness. All right. I just reimagining, <laughs> man. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Make it a, a buddy cop movie about serial killers. See, that would be cool. They, sh- they should do like the like what they're doing of Chips. You just make it a, put Michael Pena in it and Dak Shepard <laughs> and have them do Cruising. You do a comedy remake of Cruising. That might be offensive, but it might just be the thing that brings this country together. Yeah. I think, like, all you do is you make the Pacino character, like, gay to begin with. Okay. It's a better movie. Yeah. That probably would have made it better. Ugh. All right, are we done with this cruising bullshit? Yeah, I'm done with cruising. No more talk about cruising. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of... We've been talking about this for a week straight, and I'm just (laughs) done with it. I think it's mostly, like, this isn't even the phantasm thing we're going to talk ourselves into liking. It's just like, no, no, done, done. Fuck it. It, it needed more fun sex and more fun violence. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's watch something a little bit breezier, a little bit more fun. Let's watch some, we're going to watch Bruce Willis do some sweet, sweet Shane Black dialogue. I'm cool with that. Oh, it's, it's great. All right. Yeah. All right. Last, All right. Last Boy Scout. Sounds good. Next week, Last Boy Scout. Oh, we should also, um, we, um, I think after that, we're going to have our first guest. Yeah. Who are we bringing in? Um, who do you want to bring in? I thought we were bringing in Danny first. Oh, okay. You want to bring in Danny? So we're bringing in my old co-host from his old podcast, our good friend Daniel Reichel. I believe we're going to be doing Only God Forgives. That's so right, yeah. So we're going to do um, long, um, Last Kiss. God damn, I can make some. Um, last Boy Scout, and then Only God Forgives. Okay. So for our first guest, it'll be a great time. I'm very excited. Hell yeah. First guest. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for this week, I guess. So uh, for Sex and Violence, I'm Ryan Snyder. And I'm Gabriel Mara. Catch you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.